Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, The Saturday Manager, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Saturday Manager. My name is Anthony DeLuca, manager of South Dulwich FC First Eleven, and this is my second episode. Before I get into it, just wanted to say a quick thank you for everyone who messages on Twitter, just to say they enjoyed the first episode, really appreciate that. And to some of the teams who messaged me on Twitter, interesting in getting involved in some upcoming episodes. I will definitely be looking to do that, most likely in the new year now. Um, I've got someone from the team lined up for next week as a guest, and then I think we are stopping for Christmas. So, yeah, definitely in the new year, I will have some other managers from teams in the Bromley and South London Football League. Now on to the weekend just gone. Uh, We were in league action against Old Roan. We've obviously already played Old Roan twice this season with not much success. We played them first game of the season in the league, lost 4-0 and then in the cup and lost 4-1. We were playing them at home. However, we were not able to play on our normal home pitch. So, obviously, at the start of the season, we let the league know when we have availability at our pitch to play home games. We didn't put this week down as one of the days we could do. But, obviously, with our second team having a little break until the new year just to try and get some stuff together... They knew we had access to Pinners, which was our old pitch, which we shared with Peckham Town Reserves. So, yeah, we were drawn at home. Obviously, Pinners is not as good as Griffin. Um, Griffin is a good surface. We moved to the Griffin at the start of this season after it changed ownership over the summer. Um... It was previously owned by, well, leased by King's University. So they pretty much had exclusive use of it. Uh, This summer it was taken over by Lambeth Tigers, who are a local youth team. Um, Quite a big setup, I believe. I think they've produced a number of top talents over the years, including Jaden Sancho. Um, Luckily, one of the boys on the team had a contact there. So we were able to do a deal with him and get use of the pitch every other week. Um, And yeah, it is a top, top pitch. But obviously, unfortunately, the league couldn't uh, arrange the fixtures. I'm not having a go at the league at all. Um, Ken Lane does a top job. It's just the way it goes sometimes. So yeah, we were on pinners, which, yeah, not as good a pitch, but, you know, same for both teams, I guess. And I've got to say, with the weather, it was a bit of a bog. 
um, which I thought would be the case, but I'm not really one to call one off unless I think it's completely unplayable, and it, it wasn't unplayable. It just obviously didn't lend itself to great football. In terms of team selection, um, team looked pretty decent. It was a slight reverse of last week where I said we were probably a bit top-heavy. Um, didn't have a lot of the regulars from the defence and had a lot of attacking options. This week, we actually had a pretty solid backline and were missing a few of our forward players, which is... Yeah, it's, it's a bit unlucky. It's, it's sort of the story of our season so far. Um, never quite get the right balance with availability, but that's just the way it goes. Like I said, that's grassroots football for you. Um, but yeah, I, I was happy with the team we had. Um, unfortunately, the Friday I got a message from our captain Marcus, who unfortunately he works in a school and he come down with COVID. Um, obviously we don't train or anything, so no one had been in contact with him, so didn't require any of us to isolate or get a game called off. And luckily, one of the boys from last season, who I mentioned last week, Malcolm, stepped in last minute. So yeah, it didn't massively affect. The lineup it is a straight swap. Marcus out, Malcolm in. Um, solid replacement, so I, I didn't have really have any complaints on that side. Um, so yeah, I was feeling, you know, sort of quietly confident going into the game. I thought it would be hard to break down, hard to beat, but at the same time, I thought maybe we would also struggle to score at the other end. Um, like I said last week, Old Rowan are a top, top team. And if we were to get sort of anything out of the game, we had to be at our best and they maybe had to have an off day. So going into the game, my message to the boys was, you know, not too dissimilar from last week. We couldn't give anything away sloppy. Uh, the last thing you want to do against a team like Old Rowan is give them a goal out of nothing because you know they're going to score goals anyway. To give them cheap ones is just shooting yourself in the foot massively. The other thing I wanted us to sort of change up from last week was our sort of passages of play. On that pitch, you <laughs> you're going to struggle to play great football. So we had to go a bit. Ugly, a bit old school, I thought, if we were to get a result. So even though it's not what I like to do, it's not how I like football to be played. Sometimes I feel like you don't have an option on those sort of surfaces. So yeah, it was, we had pace down the wings. So I was sort of thinking, keep it safe, get it in the channels and get into their half, play in their half. Don't give away sloppy possession in our half, which would have been easy to do on that sort of surface because the ball was holding up, you couldn't trust your touch. So yeah, that that was my message going in. And game started, we looked pretty solid first half. Um, 
conceded two sloppy goals. First one, I've got to say, our standing keeper, Rob, had a bit of a mare. Sort of poor clearance. Landed at their players' feet from about 35 yards out. He's hit it with Rob off his line. Rob does... He got back to get a hand to it, but it sort of dropped straight to their striker and he scored. Then their second goal was from a free kick, I think from the right-hand side. Their player nods it back across goal and it's a fairly simple tap-in. It was a bit frustrating because I can't lie, in the first half, I thought we had the better of the play. Um... We looked more lively, more energetic. We had more chances of them. Um, We did eventually get a goal in the first half to make it 2-1. And at that point, I was thinking, yeah, I think we're we're banging this game. We looked like we had more legs than them. And going into half-time, we had the change of slope so we were going down a slope so yeah there is quite a big slope at pinners which can make quite a bit of a difference in the game so yeah at half time I was I was pretty happy with the performance I know we were 2-1 down but in my opinion it was two goals we gave them and we probably missed a few chances we should have scored there was definitely a one-on-one where we where we should have worked the uh the keeper more than we did but overall at half time yeah I was I was happy with the performance and I thought I can't lie I thought going into the second half that that we had a real chance so my message at half time was more of the same we had the slope so I thought we would we would have the legs on them in the second half so yeah, I didn't I didn't really give much instruction. I thought just go out there and, and keep doing what we're doing and the goals will come. Um it did not play out that way. And in that way it was quite similar to the last time we played Old Rhone. So that was at the Griffin and that was nil-nil at half time. And again, first half I thought we looked probably the better of the two sides. Um, missed a few chances. And again, going into halftime, I thought, yeah, I made an aggressive substitution. And I thought, yeah, they were there there to be beat. And they came out and just steamrolled us second half. And, yeah, the same thing happened on Saturday. So... They come out, look sharp, moving the ball about well, which you've got to give them credit on that pitch to move the ball about like they did in that second half was is shows their class really, shows how good they are. They got a cheap free kick early on in the second half and they scored from it and they didn't really look back from there. Dominated the play, dominated the possession. The wind picked up in their favour, which I'm, you know, I'm not going to blame the wind for losing a game of football, but they definitely noticed that and used it to their advantage. They started hitting some quality balls in behind 
the wind picked it up and they did have an absolute speed demon up top. He scored two in the end, I think. And yeah, he just he had our centre-backs for pace, unfortunately, which does happen sometimes. But yeah, he, he was a good player, real good player. Great finish as well, I think, for his second goal. I think he took it second touch. It looked like it was going wide and it just crept in the corner. And then, yeah, they dominated the player. We couldn't really get into it. The only sort of moment in the second half where we looked like scoring, our striker got through, got to the ball first ahead of their centre-back. And I've got to say their centre-back completely took out our striker. And if we're being honest, I think everyone on the pitch knew it was a red card. I don't know what the ref seemed to not give it a red card because our striker is just on the edge of the box, running for on goal. They had no one else to support and the ref's given a yellow. Why he's done that, I don't know. I'm not saying, again, it would have changed the outcome of the game. And I'm not saying I want people to get sent off, but like, if you're not giving that a red card, then what are you like? You're the only thing you're giving a red card for then is basically people having a fight because that is an absolute stonewall red card in anyone's book. But didn't give it. Did it change the outcome of the game? Probably not. No. In fact, no. Definitely not. And then I think. They ended up, yeah, 5-1. I think they scored their fifth goal fairly late on. Could have been more, in all honesty. So, yeah, same same story as the last time we played them. I thought we were in the game at half-time. And they just went up to a, a level we just couldn't match. Um, I have got to give a lot of credit to Old Rowan. They are a top, top team. Like I said last week, they just don't seem to have a weakness. Even looking at their lineup, there's a few boys I didn't recognise from the previous game, so I thought, oh, maybe they're missing a few key players, might not be full strength. But the boys that come in were top, top players as well. So, yeah, they are going to be the team to beat, I think, them or AMG, I think. They've not played each other yet, I don't think. So that'll be an interesting game when they do. But looking at the table already, it's between those two. So yeah, it will probably come down to those two matches between between a pair of them. So yeah, I've got to say, beaten by the better team on the day. And good luck to Old Roan for the rest of the season. And yeah, I think they will be right up there and probably win it. In all honesty, the only team that can stop them, like I said, at AMG. Um, yeah, then back to my predictions from last week. Um, an absolute stinker, I think is fair to say. If it was Super 6, I would have got zero points. So, yeah, first game I had was... Agenda versus Old Hat. And that was a London Cup game. 
So agenda travel to Old Hat. I don't know where that is. Obviously, that's I'm guessing that's Old Hat, maybe an old boys team. Don't know where though. Um, they ended up losing four two. So yeah, unfortunately for them, they're out of the London Cup. They said on Twitter they had an off day, so yeah, maybe they just weren't at their best. Um, obviously, I had us 2-2 against Old Roan. That didn't quite happen. Um, Division 1, I had Matagalpa versus Groundhoppers. That game didn't take place, I'm guessing due to weather conditions. Then I had Chillsfield v Farnborough Old Boys Guild. Fourth team in the cup. I had Chelsea to win 3 2. Farnborough looks like they got their revenge in that one. They won 3 1, so well done to them. Into the hat for the next round. And then I had Bexley A versus Bexley Heath Lions, the Bexley Derby. I had Bexley A to win 2 1, and they lost 4 0 at home. So, yeah, off to an absolute stinker with my predictions. So, can't do any worse this week. Um, so, predictions for this upcoming week. I will come to our game last because I'll have a little preview of our game. So, I'll come to that one last. So, in Div 1, I've gone for West Bromley Albion versus Groundhoppers. Um, obviously played both of them last year. West Bromley, decent physical side. Um, got a couple of decent players, but finished fairly low down last year and haven't got off to the greatest of starts, it looks like. Groundhoppers, obviously near the top. I think they may still be top. So... I'm going to go Groundhoppers 3-1, away win. Then in Div 2, I've got Lewisham Project versus Nat West. Um, Lewisham Project were in our league last year. We played them back end of the season in a double header. Um, they'd sort of been bottom the whole season, so I can't lie, going into it, we didn't expect much out of them. But they were actually pretty decent, considering where they were in the league. And definitely played better than their position. Obviously don't know anything about Nat West. They're a new team, never played them. So I'm going to go for Lewisham Project 2-1. Div 3, I've gone for Red Velvet A versus Bexley A. Both doing all right. Um, red Velvet slightly better than Bexley, so gonna go for a Red Velvet home win, two one. Then the cup fixture I've picked out this week is a Kent Cup game, and it is AFC Rangers. Again, a team I know nothing about. Guessing they play Kent County League, but I don't know. They are at home to AMG Ballers from the Prem of our league. 
like I've mentioned before, AMG are a good, good side. Beat us 3-1 this season. Play some nice football. So, yeah, I'm going to back them to do the Bromley and South London League proud and get a 2-0 win. So, yeah, good luck to AMG in that one. Then on to our fixture for the week. We are at home to Eden Park, a team we know very well. Um, we were in the same division when I think they joined the league. Uh, that was a f maybe three years ago, four, uh, four years ago, something like that. Um, so yeah, we've played them quite a few times over the years. Got to say, had some of our, our best battles against this lot. Some of our best matches. Not in terms of necessarily our results, but just in terms of in terms of the battle, the football played. Um, including, obviously, at the back end of last season, we played them in a double header to basically finish off our season. I think it was their second to last game. Um, we needed to win both, I think, to finish top two. They needed to win both to stand a chance of winning the league. I think if they had won both and won the last game, they would have won the league. And, yeah, a lot of people came down to watch. Great atmosphere on the sideline. They won the first one 3-2, and we beat them 3-2 in the second game. So, yeah, two great games, great atmosphere, great football played. So, yeah, we always have a good, good battle against this lot. I enjoy playing them. Um, what I would say about them, their strengths are definitely going forward. They've got a very good front line. Um, pace, goals. They just seem to be all very in sync with each other in that front three. Um, obviously, their main man is their number 10, Carrera. He is a top, top player. Um, always causes us problems, as he does with most teams. From his scoring record, you can tell he, he scores for fun. So, yeah, we know the challenge at hand. They sort of know what to expect from us. We know each other very well. So, yeah, it'll be a good, good game. If we are to get a result, we have to find a way to try and keep that that front line as quiet as possible. Um, that's obviously easier said than done, but... That's the way we've got to play it to, to get a result. So, yeah, looking forward to it. That'll be a top, top game. My prediction for this one, as I've said, there's going to be goals in it. I, my team probably ain't going to like me for saying this. I'm going to go 3-3. Free, free. I think they'd have wanted me to go for the win, but I'm going to be cautious again. And go for free, free. And obviously, before I forget, actually, for last week again, nearly forgot again. Man of the match for last week was Ollie Harrison. Um, he was last year's player of the season. 
and he was player of the season in our first year as a club, top, top player. He filled in at striker for us, worked his bollocks off all game, didn't get a goal, but yeah, he had a, he had a good enough game to bag himself man of the match in a 5-1 loss, which he'll be the first to say is a bit of a hollow victory. Um, and then our dicks of the day shared this week by Pitsy and Dave OB. Pitsy for saying he'd rather do the line than come back on. And then Dave at halftime, he come off injured after about 30 minutes. And at halftime, he said he might have a few more minutes left in him. So I said, oh, do you fancy doing a line for a bit? And he said, oh, I'm not sure, actually. I don't think the ankle's quite ready. So, yeah, those two earned themselves dick of the day for last weekend. The last little thing I wanted to touch on this episode was um, teams posting stuff on social media. Um, I love social media. Having a bit of banter on social media after the game and sort of giving teams credit where credit's due and so on. Um, But I've always been one to save it for after the game. I don't like to set myself up for failure before a game. So, yeah, I save it for afterwards. But I did notice this week on Twitter, don't want to dig teams out, but I saw Slade Green Knights posting... They fancied their chances against Eden Park and uh, if they were at their best, they were going to win. And then they proceeded to get rolled 6-0 at home. So yeah, just a little lesson for teams. Save your your talking for after the game. And I've done that before. After the game, I've given Eden Park a bit of banter. I've given Agenda a bit of banter. And obviously... When they come to beat us in the return fixture, I got it back. But, yeah, I think in the week leading up to a game, don't set yourself up for failure and save the talking for after the game when the result is done. That is pretty much it for this week. Um, Hope everyone has a good weekend of football, gets the results they deserve. Hopefully we don't lose too many games to the weather, but the forecast is not looking the best. But yeah, hope you've all enjoyed this episode and hopefully you all tune in again next week. Cheers. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.